Welcome, welcome to the business of personal brand photography. My name is Paula Brennan. I am your host, a veteran photographer. That's such a weird title to put on front of your title as a career person when you're only in your mid forties. <laughs> it's such a weird, a weird thing. But I am a veteran photographer now for nearly two and a half decades. And the point of this podcast really is for me to help you to not feel alone in your business journey, okay? Obviously, I have sort of specialized into this little niche of personal brand photography, but I do think a lot of what I share is very common and valid across a lot of genres of photography, mostly weddings, portraits, personal branding, headshots. I feel like if you're trying to crack it in any of those markets, you have landed in the right place, particularly if you sometimes from time to time suffer from confidence shaking, if you are, you know, feeling a little bit lonely in your business, then my friend, you have definitely landed in the right place. Now, today's episode is a little bit of a vulnerable share for me. I am going to be opening the back door to my business and what's been happening for me over the last 12 months because it has been a a bit of a massive learning curve for me. It's been a lot of changes and growth and development as a result of that learning. But what I really wanted to do was share with you what I have been able to kind of create as a result. But also too, I wanted to share with you that, you know, even at my level of someone who's been in business as long as I have, I make mistakes. I create things that don't land the way that I thought they would. I can still make some fairly big financial decisions that don't necessarily go the way that I thought that they would or that I'd planned or that I'd hoped. And, you know, whether you're doing that on a small scale or a bigger scale, it hurts. (laughs) It hurts. But it's really, I guess, you know, how you listen in and how you change things about is really um, the point of this episode. Okay, so I want to be open and vulnerable and and rip off the bandaid a little bit. And I hope that in doing this, this is going to serve you. So let's go back to midway through last year, okay? Because midway through last year, everything was going really fantastic with my photography side of my business. Um, I was really, really, really busy. And I got to a stage where I decided that, you know what, you know, I had a, a, a package sort of structure where I had a smaller price package on the bottom end. I don't mind being transparent here and giving you the figures. In my business, it was a $600 kind of like a micro sort of, we call it like a headshot style session, depending on where you come from. It's a mini, mini session. Okay. And it was $600. And I had been selling this very successfully for, you know, quite a long time, maybe five, six years. And then I decided to remove it from my pricing because I found that a lot of my clients were spending up around the $1,400, mark. And I decided on average, I said, you know what, I'm happy to get rid of that package and just zoom people straight to that finish line. So the next package up was $1,400 at the time. And so when I made that decision, it meant that I was removing the $600 package. So I just took it straight off my price list. Now, it didn't really massively affect anything. I'm going to be honest with you until maybe the start or maybe midway through the start of this year. And what I started noticing was just a slight little change, but it had a massive impact. So 
I noticed that my new leads who were actually booking consultations with me started to slow down. So let me fill you in. As soon as you fill out an inquiry form with me, you are led to my full package price list. And from there, a high percentage usually book a consultation call with me. Do you know, like a free call kind of thing. However, at the start of this year and into midway through the start of this year, I started noticing that a lot of those consultation bookings calls dropped off, as did the people replying to my calls and to my messages. So I always call people, I call my new leads. And what happened was the returns on those and the return on the messages started to dwindle away as well. Now, I kind of had an inkling of what it was, you know, in the market at the time as well, when you look at it, interest rate rises were happening every month. Uh, In Australia here, inflation was, you know, starting to really rise at the start of this year quite quickly and severely Um, towards the end of last year as well. But really it kind of kicked in and people started really feeling the pinch at the start of the year. And so, you know, I suspected, I was like, "Mm, I think this might be it. Um, In my head, I'm thinking, I I think I might need to put that smaller package back in. However, (laughs) it wasn't until I was on a shoot, maybe a week or two after I sort of like this sort of started dawning on me. And I was working with a stylist who recommended me a lot. And she shared with me that a couple of her clients who she'd sent to me told her that I was too expensive. And she was like, don't you have that like $600 shoot anymore? And I said, oh no, I don't. And she was like, oh, okay. Now here's the thing you need to know. Okay. I'm going to like put some context into here. Most people who inquired on that $600 shoot would usually end up either on a higher package or spending way more than that. The average spend on those packages at the time was around, I think it was $1,370. Okay. So they usually ended up spending way more than that in the end, regardless, anyhow. Okay. However, the psychology of what they expected to spend was what they believed they were going to be spending was in that $600 bracket. And I guess that felt safe. And I think that that felt very safe in a market where my new audience, okay, so the people who were coming in were kind of, you know, they, they, they probably felt safer in that $600 bracket. So my new audience was telling me loud and clear to put the $600 package back in. <laughs> that way I could get on more phone calls and I could convert more people. Okay. So that's basically what the, this was telling me. And my, my stylist friend who, who recommended me and sent me lots of work was also screaming at me to do this. So what did I do that night? I went back and I put that puppy back in. Okay. <laughs> now that was going back, what kind of like midway through the start of this year. So like maybe six months ago. Okay. Now I did not actually book or sell any of those shoots, a full day of those shoots until a couple of weeks ago. Okay. And I didn't even do a full day. So everybody came back in the bookings, the the consultations started to rebook back in. People have been answering their phones again. The market has shifted a little bit too. I've noticed um, since the middle of the year, things started to sort of like pick back up again. And we started getting a lot more inquiries and things like that. But I, I, I truly believe that a lot of it's just to do with this one simple change because I still am getting the same number of leads. It's just the number of people who I'm actually getting on calls with has significantly changed. Okay. 
Now, as I said, I did a, a shoot, one of these shoot days a couple of weeks ago, this micro shoot day. It was only four clients in the morning, so it's just a four-hour shoot. But uh, the average total of those four clients was 1140 each spend. So it was well worth me packing those back in, right? So it's not like they're not a good shoot for me to sell. It's just that I had sort of, you know, in my head, I decided that I wanted to eradicate that package. But look at the value of bringing that back in. My callback ratio has changed. My consultation, new, new consultation booking has improved again. And I also got half a shoot day with healthy average sales. Okay. So me listening to the market, not being staunch on my decision and being able to quickly reverse back because I'm in business on my own. I can do that. I can unravel a decision that I've made by simply going back in and putting that back in my website. Simple change, but massive impact in my business in both a financial sense and and just in terms of like a booking and a conversation sense, which of course does lead to your own, uh, you know, business confidence as well. The more phone calls you can get on people and the more connections that you can make, the more you feel good as a business owner. And I know that to be true. Now that's the first sort of major change that happened for me over the last 12 months and sort of, you know, thing that happened in my business journey. Now this one I'm going to share with you is probably a little bit more, it's it's not raw anymore, but it was raw at the time. Now, if you have been listening to me for, you know, over a year, you'll know that I announced at the late last year and early start of this year that I was heading to Bali. So what my plan was is that I was going to go to Bali and spend six weeks of this year over there. I was also um, going to be running two retreats. So one was for my clients to be able to capture their images and video content over four days. And the other one was for photographers. So the photographers could come and learn, they could capture Um, models that we were going to set up, build their folio, and they were going to be captured at the same time by me and my team. So we're going to video and photograph them as well. Now I have run these retreats in years past and I know that they sell. So it's not that I know that they don't sell. So I was quite confident going into this decision. And I also had lots of people late last year, mid through last year in 2022, asking me to do this. Okay. I put a surveys out to my audience. I got very positive responses. It wasn't something that I just went, Oh, I'm going to do this. I had the data and I was confident in booking it and pulling it all together. So when we first launched it at the very start of this year, it was great. Lots of people clicked. We got lots of positive feedback. And best of all, we got quite a lot of bookings early on. Okay. Enough for me to know that I was confident that I could fill it over the, whatever it was, the four to five months until the the retreat was due to happen. But then, as I said at the start of this episode, the interest rates went up and they went up again and they went up again. And my confidence was starting to waver as we were getting closer and closer to the retreat because no one was booking. I was having conversations. I was sending out emails. I was doing all sorts of stuff, but no one knew was booking. And then what happened is we got really close to the final day when people could cancel and still get a full refund. So I think it was like a 60 day period where you could still get a full refund and something really devastating happened for me. And we had four people message and drop out and request refunds to cancel in a period of three days. And it completely sucked. Now my confidence was really, really rocked and I had to make the call. So here you've got 
this sort of like optimistic Paula over on one side going, no, 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 this can happen. We can pull it together. But then the market on the other side was telling me something different and I really did need to listen. So that week I decided to cancel and I'm going to be honest with you, it was a bit of a bad week for me. Um, I lost the deposit, quite a really healthy deposit that I had to put on the venue. I had to refund a bunch of people money. You know what that feels like when you've got, you know, everybody, I had to refund all of the money that had been paid so far. We lost all of the transaction fees, obviously, that came along with all of those payments, the credit card fees and all of that. I lost all of the time that I'd spent on admin. I'd done a lot of the consultations for a lot of the clients at that stage. So all of that time invested had had gone down the sink. And also too, I'd paid my admin assistant a lot of the, you know, I paid her for managing all of those bookings and things. So I lost all of that money too. And if I'm really honest, like the financial stuff was, yeah, it was, it was a bit sucky, but to be honest with you, feeling like a failure was kind of worse for me. Look, I knew intellectually that it wasn't my fault that I hadn't failed. You know, I knew all of that intellectually, but like my ego took a bit of a smashing and I I just had to, you know, I just had to get on with it. But I'm going to say there was a silver, a massive silver lining on this one because what it did is it opened up a lot of space in my calendar, okay? Now, that that had taken quite a lot of energy and time and sort of, you know, there's lots of planning that goes into retreats and things. So, uh, like, a lot of things had gone into it and, I'd, and I'd in, as I said, I invested a lot of time in it. But I was able to make the decision fairly quickly. I was able to act fairly quickly and, you know, obviously, you know, ringing a bunch of people and sort of telling them and disappointing a lot of people sucked. Um, Having to like go through the process of refunding all of the money, that really sucked. However, it was something that I could unravel and do fairly quickly. Now, there are things that happen in business that (laughs) changes take a little bit longer for me to be able to act on. And it's not so much being able to act on it, but it's being able to inactive is what I'm going to say. So let me share something else that happened uh, sort of fairly recently enough, but it's, uh, it's, let's say it's taken a lot more time for me to be able to respond to what the market was telling me. So look, if you've been following me for a while, you know that I've had a fairly big program training photographers that was called Breakthrough. Okay. I created this in 2020 during the pandemic and I've delivered it to a number of different groups over the last three, over three years. So 2020, 21 and 22, I was in the delivery mode for breakthrough specifically to help people to break through into the personal brand market. But it was really a like a coaching program to be able to help photographers to really build up their self-esteem, to build up their business confidence, to build up their business acumen. Okay. I loved that whole process of mentoring photographers and really teaching them how to uncover and to discover things inside of their business. So it's like their own business confidence, their own brand voice, their own positioning and strategy, their own kind of like marketing language and being able to create their own kind of experiences that they would love to deliver based on their own sort of distinct styles. Okay. So let's talk about this as a program that was really designed to help photographers to discover and learn rather than necessarily follow. 
Okay. Now I had great success, as I said, with that over the, over the couple of years, but something changed. Okay. When I delivered the course late last year, and if any of you are listening to this right now, you'll, you'll be able to tell, I, I, I discovered that what the group needed was something a little bit different. Okay. Times had changed. COVID was gone people's brains had gotten way busier and what you guys needed from me was something a little bit different to what I was offering. And I really did need to listen in and learn what that was. Here's me being fully transparent. Okay. I'm going to, I'm being really, really honest with you right now. Okay. I needed to dig in deep and figure out and, and, and make some make some severe changes. Okay. So I asked a bunch of my students who are past and present to get on private calls with me. I asked them questions about what worked and what didn't. And some of the didn't, you know, kind of hurt a little bit, but I asked them what they wanted and I really, really listened in. Okay. Now what I discovered during that process was that as much as people wanted to learn how to do stuff for themselves, What they really, really wanted was just to be walked through how to set up the exact systems that I used. Okay. So like as much as I was like, I was sharing templates, I was sharing things, I was sharing structure, I was sharing, you know, these are the step-by-steps and all of that kind of stuff. But there was a point where what they really wanted me to do was just walk them through everything, hold space, you know, take them step-by-step through. But most of all, what they really wanted was the accountability to get things done. Okay. So what I had done was packed 20 years of business learning into like, you know, compacted it into a three month course, but it was just too much for busy brains in late 2022 to absorb. Okay. Our bandwidth had drastically changed from what we could take on and do in 2020 and 2021. By the end of 2022, people were just like, this is, we, we really need like bite-sized chunks and step-by-steps. Okay. So this meant that Paula had to go back to the drawing board. And let me tell you, this has been a massive drawing board that has pretty much consumed the last year for me. It's been an entire year. Okay. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. What I decided to do was to build and live deliver. um, And it didn't, I didn't plan this at the start of the year, but it's the way that the year is mapped out. And it's the way, because I've been listening to what people wanted. I've delivered not one, but like six new courses over this year. Okay. crazy. Yes, it has been crazy. Five or six. I think it's six. Okay. Um, and I've packaged up and what I did was is I decided to break down everything into sort of like bite-sized courses, I guess. So I've created a whole new foundational course, um, which is based on what I taught inside of breakthrough, but it's way more step-by-step to help create a business system, but more so what it is, is it's everything that you need and nothing that you don't. Okay. So I am a massive value person. And I I mean, I know this in my photography business, but it's so easy to do. And this is a really good lesson for you to learn, right? So sometimes less is more. Okay. Not always more is more. It's, it's that, that thing we always want to pack in more, right? You want to, you think by like adding in extra stuff for your clients that they're going to get heaps more value, but in turn, what you can end up doing is creating overwhelm for people. And so I think really what you want to do is look at your packages and make sure that it's like you're slick because sometimes if you've got too much stuff, a confused mind will say no or get overwhelmed. Okay. So what I've done now is really 
in my business and in my education business is after like a year of delivering live training, I've mapped out what I could sort of say is a whole year of learning to help photographers to really set up three major types of photo shoot experiences. And, you know, obviously being who I am, I've now, you know, stacked them with all of the marketing and the sales processes to help you guys get success. But what I'm not here to promote these, what I want to say to you is it has been a monumental undertaking monumental but am I allowed to say (laughs) this is my podcast I'm allowed to say right I honestly believe that I've created the best learning library for anyone who wants to crack it or to like totally nail it in personal branding just FYI okay because I literally have templates marketing shooting education I've put all of it in in a way now that I know is much easier for you to consume and action okay because that's the big thing consume is one thing. There's one thing to like sit there and watch a bunch of videos, but acting on things and actually getting things done is a completely different um, method. And that's what I learned from teaching people inside of Breakthrough. When I had your attention in the room, I was able to help you to take action, but oftentimes it was difficult for people to do it on their own. And so that's why I've, you know, created this. Now, the reason why I'm sharing all of this with you, okay, is that I want you to know that it's been a really busy year for me, okay? So unlike those first two things that I shared with you where I've been able to sort of, you know, make quick sort of decisive changes, this U-turn that I had to take in my education side of business, it really was a, it was a massive undertaking, but I did take on all of the feedback that everyone had given me. And that, as I said, it meant I needed to like literally turn the corner on a lot of what I'd created. (laughs) Um, And if I'm really honest, at times I've just wanted to like punch my screen because it's been, you know, it's been a lot of work. However, I know that by listening to the market and I'm, and this is what I want to say to you is, is all three things in this required an element of listening, listening in. So listening to the market, listening to my students, I know now that I've created a much more fluid way to help you to get results in the distinct area of business that you want to focus on, okay? For me as an educator, that's really what's important to me, okay? Now, as I said, having to drop back in that cheaper price point package that I I shared with you at the start of this episode, I know that by doing that and by making that change and by listening to the market, it means that I can be available to a lot more people. Now, let me tell you something. A lot of people that I get on a call with, they don't necessarily book a shoot with me, but they get so much value out of that call. I'm often on those consultation calls for 45 minutes. I'm looking at people's websites. I'm giving them lots of valuable advice. And even if they don't decide to book with me, I've given them lots of value. Now, if I didn't have that $600 package back on my website, a lot of people would miss out on that phone call. They'd miss out on that opportunity. Okay. I needed to listen to my market, hear what they needed so that I could be of better service. Now, if I, you know, obviously with the retreat, (laughs) I kind of had no choice, but you know, I had to listen to the market, but I had to act swiftly. But you know what, rather than sitting on that decision, by being quite quick and intuitive, 
I was able to turn that around, that whole thing around and create the space that I needed in order to be able to do a lot of the live delivery that I've been able to do inside of my courses this year. And I believe if I didn't have that time, if I wasn't granted back that probably like maybe eight to 10 weeks of work that, you know, or or time out of my business that that Bali trip would have consumed of my energy and my time. If I didn't have that time back in my calendar, I wouldn't have been able to do what I've done inside of the programs and created all of these amazing new programs for you guys. So you know what? (laughs) There is always a silver lining. It's not always easy to see it when you're in the muck of it, but I do believe that, you know, it can be quite debilitating when things don't go the way that you think they might. But I think if you can like learn to listen and act quickly and, and intuitively, then you can not only navigate your way through, but you can find the opportunities that sit on the other side. I think a lot of the time what can happen in your, when you're on your own in business is that you can live in indecision and you can live in overwhelm a little bit and you can live in the muck of perhaps what are your perceived failures, okay? All three things that I just shared with you were not failures, they were learning experiences for me. Massive learning curves, Right? Um, any one of them, I probably could have like sort of sat there and sort of looked at and said, oh my gosh, you know, I'm a failure or whatever, but I didn't. Um, and I've been able to sort of turn it around and look, this isn't about me like bolstering myself and going, oh my God, I'm amazing. It's really just showing you what resilience in business can look like and what can be achieved on this other side of it. If you can like, you know, push through. Okay. That's really what this episode is about. So I hope in sharing all of this with you that perhaps you can, you know, maybe push through a challenge or maybe something that sort of knocked you about recently. Maybe it might help you to overcome that. And of course, my friend, if you would love to connect and learn with me, you can click in the show notes and find out about all of these new beautiful courses that I've created with you in mind. All right, my friend, I look forward to capturing up with you in the next episode. I'll see you next week. When you're so salty, I'll still think